Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, March 10th, 2015. And today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 60, paragraph 2. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Diane G., The Twelve Traditions, Janice M., and reading the text today, Chelsea H., Terry H., Renata G. The reference number for yesterday, which was Monday, March 9, 2015, is 7382. 7382. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Diane G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G. from New Hampshire, Recovered, Not Cured, Compulsive Overeater. 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for his power for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane G. I will now ask Janice M. to read the 12 Traditions. Well, good morning to everyone. My name is Janice M., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. 
the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Janice M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 60, paragraph 2, and I will ask Chelsea H. to begin our study. Good morning, Chelsea. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. This is Chelsea. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater for today. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures, before and after, make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, 
that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism and see that God could and would if he were sought. And this information here now is, in my um, understanding of it, it's, it's, to me it's like my foot is about to land on step three, and it's kind of in motion. And I'm in motion through this point now because I have to make a decision to continue with the rest of the work. So the description of the alcoholic, all that information that the doctor's opinion gave us and the stories, I mean, the information about the allergy of the body and um, the obsession of our mind, the greater part of our disease, and um, explaining to us that strange mental twist and why we can't say stopped, all that information, and also the moderate, we had the moderate, we had the heavy, we had the real alcoholic. It was a whole description. Then the chapter on the agnostic to folks like myself, I'm of agnostic temperament, that we don't have to join a religion. We don't have to get involved with religious things, but we do have to live along spiritual lines. So we need to be clear that we are not God. And with that information, we're able to, at that point, decide and determine, make a conclusion that we need some kind of help because in and of ourselves we've been unable to do this thing, and we need power beyond what we've been able to muster up to deal with this disease, and that God could and would if he were sought. That wrapped up our We Agnostics chapter. In fact, that uh, the next to the last paragraph was real clear with that conditional statement. He has come to all who has honestly sought him. That's a conditional statement. He has come. That's the promise of it to all who have honestly sought him is the condition, seeking honestly, as honestly as you can at this point. And what this information is telling me is that if I can look at these propositions, these pertinent ideas, these principles that are telling me, A, step one, I'm powerless over food, and uh, my life is unmanageable, and B, that I have to come to believe that I need some kind of power. Since I'm powerless, ergo, I need power. And that if the power is sought, if I seek to establish a relationship with it, whatever it is, the mystery of it, that it can be found if it were sought. So at this point, I'm a seeker, and I'm going on my journey, and now these, this is the question that I need to answer before I move forward, because if not, if I'm not totally clear at this point, I might have some cleanup to do on the other aisles. I might need to go back and comb through, because if I can answer these questions with sufficiency, then I can continue through. So for me, the description of the alcoholic and as an agnostic myself, I know I need power, and I come to the conclusion about that, and now it's time for me to make a decision about it, whatever it is, and whatever it's going to be to me. And for me, that's my divine director, Didi. Y'all hear me say that all the time, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that I was able to respond to these three A, B, and Cs and keep moving forward with the rest of the work. So thanks for letting me share, and thanks, everybody, for being on the phone. Peace. Thank you, Chelsea. Who would like to comment on this paragraph? This is Bella. Can I share? Larry. Hi there. Yes, Bella, you can, and I'm going to also pick up with Larry K. and Charles H. Good morning, Bella. Good morning. 
Good morning everybody, my name is Bella G and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you Melanie for doing this service and thank you very much everybody on the line. Wow, I really love this paragraph and I would pay attention to the sea that God could and would if he were thought. Wow, it's such a peaceful statement. Um, before I was in the program, I knew that there is God. I knew that there is a, an existence of God, but I didn't think and I didn't want to to ask his help. I didn't want to 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 know that he can help me. I was so much afraid from this power of God. I knew that this power of God is going to punish me because. I am not doing good because I am a bad girl and I deserve to be punished. I am doing so many mistakes. So I was afraid from this power. Now, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I am in the program. I learned to, to, to be connected to this power. I want to be connected to this power. And yes, that God could and would if... Yes, today I invite God into my life 24-7. Today I know I don't have to prove anymore my power. I don't need to prove. I don't need the approval of people. Yes, today I know I am human and I am powerless. And it's a, a, a present for me to be connected to this acceptance and loving and respectful power. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. Larry K., you're next. Thanks, Mel. Um, Larry K., recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. Um, so, uh, you know, this, this paragraph, uh, you know, it, 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 it really is something that, for me, you know, I, I overlooked for a long period of time. Of course, you know, in meetings and so forth, we hear this read all the time, and I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes when something is is read over and over and over again, you know, and we hear it articulated, maybe it can lose, you know, some of its meaning, um, and I can gloss over it. But it was so fundamentally important. So again, you know, it's it's saying, you know, it's giving us these three pertinent, very important ideas, and. You know, that, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. Well, I certainly could accept that. You know, be that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And what that has come to mean for me is not only can I not relieve the ism for me, but, you know, you can't remove it for me either. No human power could relieve this. And and that was, while it's such a simple concept, that was something that I just couldn't get because I kept looking for one guide, one sponsor after another to relieve me of this, of, you know, and what did I want to be relieved of? For me, my goodness, what I wanted to be relieved of was the, was this, this feeling again and again, was the craving. If I could have taken a pill and still had my food, I think I would have done it. You know, um, I wanted my cake and eat it too, you know. But I think over time, the steps have taught me that 
you know, we're going to need a complete restoration, a complete transformation, and no human power, not me, not you, not Bill Wilson himself, if he were to sponsor me, could have relieved this of me, not Dr. Bob, nobody, but that God could and would if he were sought. And I had to seek God. That was an active, active measure. I couldn't wait on the sidelines, passively waiting for God to come and somehow come and do this for me. You know, it was through this process that, that, that I would come to God. I would take a step towards God, and then God would take a giant leap towards me. And when he did, all manner of living changed. Everything changed. So these, these, these points are so critically important that um, I think that they saved my life. They saved my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Charles H., you're up next. Thank you. Good morning, Melody Lucy. Thank you for your service. My name is Charles H., a recovered visionary just for today. I thank everybody. Uh, first of all, I thank God for waking me up this morning. If I think I woke up on my own, I might as well go back to sleep. I'm already dead. So, um, ABC, this ain't easy as one, two, three. You know, I know we all heard that before, but A, that we were alcoholics and could not manage our own lives. Yes, yeah, I can't. I couldn't. I'm, I'm just powerless. I'm, I'm powerless. And and but I know one that's powerful. Um, you know, just I, I got to do that perfectly, a hundred percent. Just know that I'm a compulsive overeater, and I cannot manage my own life. I tried for forty years, and it ain't worked. So I, I I give it. I give up. I give up. I surrender. And when I surrender, I conquer. Just for today. So I mean, surrender. Turning my food over. Surrender, talking to other people in, in, in OA, um, and, and serving. Being a, a humble servant, I surrender, and I get some benefits from surrendering. B, that probably no human power could have relieved uh, our alcoholism. People prayed over me. People laid hands on me. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not minimizing that because that's my faith, but that couldn't, I know 600-pound pastors. And they know, you know what I mean? Like, so that, they, you know, no human power could ever. There's just certain, there's just certain things um, that can't happen from that facet, right? And, and, and you know, um, praying alone ain't going to do a faith without works um, is dead. So um, I can have all the faith, but I got to really believe that no human being, I don't care how ordained you are, you could not relieve me from binge food. It just would never happen. Um, so there were some things I had to do, right? And, you know, and these things that I did, the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, has really enhanced my faith. So see that God could and would if he was sought. My God, my God, my God, my God. You know, I I, I seek him every day. And, and um yeah, it doesn't matter. I seek him every day. That's the most important thing. And um, as I seek him, I'm still human. I still, you know, <laughs> I still make mistakes. I still, you know, I still piss people off. People still piss me off, but I seek him. You know, that's that third step. I turn everything over to him. That 3, 7, and 11 is so connected. I know we're talking about 1, 2, and 3 right now, but 3, 7, and 11 is so connected. You know, it's like air. I seek him, 
You know, I seek him through prayer and meditation. You know, if I pray, that's asking. But I got to wait for his answer, too, and that's meditation. So if I don't do that, man, it's over. I'll be restless, irritable, irritable, and discontented. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you, Charles H. And so, do you have to catch you? Are you there? Oh, Hi. Hi, Melanie. Hi. This is Raquel from Israel. Uh-huh. Just want to say, it's Suji. I have Suji on the list to um, share, and then I'll catch up with what I think I heard was Rakefet, Carol, and Ra- Raquel, and Vasa. Thank you, Thank you so much. Hi, hi. Oh, we got one more sneaking in there. Hi, Kim. Okay, let's stop there, please, and we'll go back to um, acknowledging Suji getting ready to share this morning. Good morning, Suji. Good morning, Melanie, and good morning, fellow visionaries. Glad to be here today. Um, okay, so that we were compulsive eaters and could not manage our own lives, translated. Uh, yep, check. Absolutely. Uh, not managing. Yep, 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 yep. Okay that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism or our compulsive eating or whatever our our eating problem is. Um, well, well, um, I need my friends in the program. A friend says to me, you're too smart for your own good, but we'll get back to that one. See, uh, that God could and would if he were sought. Yeah, I check, I, I seek God, I'm on a path, I'm on a a journey here, and it's a process, and I accept that, and my imperfections come through, and I can, I need the help of the higher power, and I'm fine with that. Oh, thank you, Hoobie. But now we'll get back to part B, because that's the one that, that I have to work on, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. Okay. Well, so I'm too smart for my own good, so I have to chuckle my way back to the back of the book and go, ha, 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 the appendix of the stigial organ, because that, that's a health care joke. It's, uh, it, it, you don't have to like it, but just accept me. Just, just acceptance is the answer here. We can go to that story, too, but we won't. We'll stick to the tradition. The, the tradition in appendix to the stigial organ, too, the tradition that helps me here is the bridge one, because this is the, the bridge to step three, because because I'm not perfect, I I need a bridge. So so the bridge to to step three for me is tradition two, and I I'll start with the long form. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as He may express Himself in our group conscience. Well, what's a group conscience? It's a ref, it's an expression of the consensus, the complete consensus of the group. It's something that everybody in the group agrees upon. And there, there I find my pal who the holy one of blessing and the familiar. And and so now I'm going to go over to uh, tradition two in the short form, the one that's uh, pretty universally used and certainly used in OA and in AA. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority here it is again, a loving God, as he may express himself to, through in our group conscience. And then the additional statement, our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. So no leader of a meeting here is God. 
They're, they're just a trusted servant. No sponsor is God. The sponsor is just a trusted servant. No person you reach out to is God. And no person, most importantly, no person reaching out, why that's all of us, is God. And and so there we are. And that 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 really helps me to always feel like this, this is an all-inclusive program. It's for all of us human beings who are here. Thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Suji. Rakepa G, you're up next. Hi, thank you, Melanie. This is Rakepa Z, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And um, I had no problem with accepting A. I, from the get-go, I know I'm a compulsive overeater and my life was unmanageable. I knew that right away. And B, well, I, I, I believe that. You know, I believe it. I wanted to believe it when I came in. So I, and you had to believe it, so I believed it. And then C, God, uh, you, uh, we had to seek God. And at times, I mean, I wasn't sure how to do this. I was really puzzled. How do I see God? And people would tell me, you meditate in the morning, you pray, you ask God for help, you ask God for abstinence, and you thank God at the end of the day, and you sit quietly for a half an hour in the morning. And I tried to do those things. I really did. I did those things, and I, and, but I, I didn't really feel God. You know, eventually, there were times when I did get abstinence, and I thought, okay, that must mean that I found God because I'm abstinent and God is helping me do this, even though I was white-knuckling it the whole time. So I could not really, really do C. C is an action step. I have to seek out God, really, really seek out God. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't even, I couldn't even understand what that was until I accepted B, that no human power helped me. No human power. Once I understood B and accepted that no, no, no. We're kind of losing you a bit. You're becoming very oh. faint. Sorry. Is that better? Oh, yes, much better. Thank you. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, I um, until I could accept B without question, without any thought other than, yes, I am completely powerless and no human aid is going to help me. I could not actively do C. C is an action step. And when I accepted B, then I could start speaking out God actively. And how did I do it? I, I asked you, what does that mean? How will I know when I talk God? And so I started again with meditating in the morning and really trying to with God throughout the day to be God conscious, very self conscious. And that was hard work because I forget. You know, I have to give myself reminders. Uh, I put a little band around my wrist, and every time I saw, I saw it, I noticed it, I would, I would think of God, whatever it took. And we can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yes, we can hear you now. Okay, Sorry. So I, as soon as I, as soon as I accepted B, I could do C. I could really, I really uh, look for God. And how did I did that? Do that? I had to ask other people how they found God. What do they do to stay connected to God? And that's what I had to do. I had to keep doing 
praying. I had to keep meditating. I had to keep writing about God until I found him. And once I did find him, I knew it. I, w- I was always thinking, how am I going to know if I, if, I seek, if I find God? But I knew it when, I, when it happened. Before, many times I thought I had found God, but I hadn't really because, um, you know, if somebody would ask me that, you know, do you have a good connection with God? And I would say, I guess so. I think so. You know, I'm abstinent. But no, that is not, not finding God. And for me, finding God was when I knew I found God without any question and made God the most important relationship in my life. So thank you for letting me share it. I pass. Thank you, Rakep at Z. Carol G., you're up next. Press star one, Carol G. Good morning, Vision for You. Sorry about the technical difficulties. It's Carol G. We covered one day at a time. I'd like to focus on A, if I may. Um, Why can't I manage my life? Uh, You know, my life's unmanageable, it says. Well, it's not because of my job or my relationship issues or all the things that I'm trying to manage and control. It's because I have a spiritual malady. Inside me, deep down inside, is an an awful lot of unrest that only a a non-human power can relieve. And when I got to the three pertinent ideas, I learned a really important truth, and that was that even though I've worked the steps before throughout my decade and so, I actually found that I was taught a long time ago in another program, although it'd be really, really helpful to have boundaries, something called boundaries, and Carol's boundaries were 10 foot thick and 20 foot wide, infinitely high, and God just couldn't get in. and I asked God a direct question, and I never get an answer when I ask a direct question, but I did this on this occasion. I said, God, and God said, yes, Carol. Well, can you? And God said, yes, I can. And will you? Yes, Carol, I will. And I said, so why not? Why is it not happening? And the answer was, Carol, because you won't let me. You won't let me. And I had to think, oh, my goodness, how do I let God in. Well, I could begin with the fourth step that's coming up soon. And I knew in my heart that I was seeking this higher power and part of me was opening up. And this really is the easier, softer way. And, you know, even though it is a kind of a turning point, we're going to make a decision quite soon. I had to be convinced of these three things. Otherwise, I was just going to do the same thing again, work the steps um, and still not let God in. I really want to let God in my life today. Life is so worth living. Come and join me. Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Carol G. Raquel E. Good morning, everyone. My name is Vasa. Is it me, Melanie? Vasa? Hi. Can you hear me? me? I can. Hi. Hi, Raquel. Yes. Hi, Melanie, and hi, everybody, my my dear friends online. Um, This is... This is a very moving paragraph, and even more so when you look at the original manuscript that um, I, I have in my hand, um, this little red book that has in the back of it some of the original manuscript before the corrections. And after these three pertinent 
ideas, it says, if you are not convinced on these vital issues, you ought to reread the book to this point or else throw it away. Exclamation mark. I love that. Then they decided to not write it that way in their published book, but being convinced because of, I, I think they, they just wanted to go ahead positive with it, in a positive um, uh, trend of mind, uh, line of mind, being convinced. But it doesn't tell me that I will stay convinced all the time. Some doubts sometimes still come in, and where it comes in is that the Latin God into my life, I, I have a prayer that I say uh, in the morning, God, please help me remove those thick curtains that are between you and me. And I know that it's from my side, but I came to the conclusion that it has to do with me removing curtains between me and me before I know whom I'm bringing to him. It's not that philosophical. It's just very plain practical to know who I am because when I get emotional about things, positive or, or, or not, even beautiful things that fill me up so my heart just, just runs over and I have a hard time finding my balance again. And that's when I pray most and that's when I really experience it that that I'm not completely there uh, with me and therefore not with, with him. But I know that I have to come back to this all the time uh, together with a leap of faith. Here, for me, what it, these three pertinent ideas do and the paragraph afterwards is, um, yes, to take that, um, that leap of faith, uh, which I do by continuing to do the program no matter what, just to do to do the abstinence and to do all the things that pertain to studying and to being with you, my dear ones, every day. And I like that image. I think Larry brought it up once that God in the back room is fixing the things. It looks to me sometimes like the Wizard of Oz. Um, and that, you know, I just have to keep on doing what I am doing. And in the back room, he knows, he connects the wires. And I'm very grateful for that because more and more I have moments and and like flashes of well-being, just that everything is okay. And I'm grateful for that. And thank you all for being there. And thank you, Melanie, for um, for moderating. And I pass. Thank you, Raquel E. Basha O. Yes, thank you. Good morning, Melanie, and good morning, everybody. And I'm sorry for the interruption. I thought I was next. But anyways, I am Basha O, Recover Compulsive Ovida, from, calling from Florida. I'm just so grateful I can share my experience, strength, and hope with all of you. And I'd love to hear every one of you to, you know, to sh- sharing uh, with your own experiences and strengths and hopes. You know, we are here for the same problem and the same reasons. So grateful. But uh, these are very, very powerful, three pertinent ideas for me when I read them. And, of course, I, even before I came to the program, I didn't need to be convinced that I was powerless over the food. I knew I was. I didn't have the willpower to stop anymore by myself, you know. So that was really easy for me to do, A, that we are compulsive over eaters and could not manage our own lives. I knew that. 
And, but it's still, it confirmed that even more later, and be that probably no human power could relieve uh, us from alcoholism or food or whatever addiction we are struggling with. And for me, I I tried. It's not that I tried. I tried for many, many, many years to stop eating, you know. But I there was I couldn't relieve myself from the obsession, and no other human could relieve me, not my sponsor, nobody, not even, you know. I mean, I did go out there. You know, my doctor would give me a diet. You know, I went to Weight Watchers. I went to the Gloria Stevens. I did everything, everything possible, pretty much, and nothing and nobody could help me or relieve me from the obsession of the food. And, you know, that, and I remember hearing that God could and would if we sought him. And that, I felt that that was a good news. I said, wow, after all these years, this is a wonderful news, you know, that God would if I start, sought him. And, but I had, I had a fear of God. I remember, being, you know, I grew up with fear for punishing God. But my sponsor said, oh, just give it, get rid of that God. You know, he, he hasn't served you that much purpose up to this point. So, you know, I'll lend you mine. But anyway, I still was confused. You know, I grew up in a communist country. There was no God. I grew up in a home. There was God. I a lot of confusion. But I was willing and I was ready Two, whatever, I didn't want to die, so that God could and would, if he, that God, that God could and would if, if he were sought. And I was ready, and I was just so ready to surrender because I didn't want to die. So I was ready to seek him and to know who this God was. So I was ready, and I did take the steps, and I'm so grateful for doing that. And thank you for letting me share that path. Thank you, Vasa O. Kim G., you're next. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. You know, it's mentioned here a couple times that you know, many of us come into OA, and this is the chapter they bring us to, how it works. You know, but this is kind of like taking a kid who's going to take a math class and telling them to turn the page to chapter 5 and, and do algebra, and he hasn't learned how to add and subtract yet. So what are these pertinent ideas that are leading us to this point that we can accept A, B, and C? I just want to review what we've learned so far. In the doctor's opinion, we got our diagnosis. We learned that we have an allergy of the body, which is a permanent disability. We have an exaggerated abnormal effect when we ingest certain ingredients in certain foods. But with a bigger problem is we have this obsession of the mind. Even when we're not having that abnormal reaction, we have an obsession of the mind that convinces us that this time we won't have that reaction. And then we move to Bill's story. Bill's story is the 12-step is the call of this book. Do we, do we identify in with the progression of the illness? We forget that Bill is from the 1920s and a stockbroker and a World War I veteran. And we ask ourselves, did we eat like Bill drank? Did we feel like Bill felt? And did we think like Bill thought? And then we get into there is a solution. And a lot of there is solution is learning who I am not. To know who I am, I have to know who I am not. Am I the moderate eater? I'm someone who can take it or leave it alone. If so, I don't need this program. Am I the heart eater? Am I someone with sufficient reason I can stop or moderate? 
If so, I don't need this program. And then we get into more about alcoholism, which is the reason I have to come to Overeaters Anonymous. More about alcoholism isn't about people that are drunk and can't get sober. More about alcoholism is people that are sober, no physical reaction, and still make that decision to drink. That is why I need OA. I need OA not because I can't stop. I've gotten, I've gotten absent hundreds of times. The problem is I can't stay stopped. And we agnostics, it's not about learning about God. It's, it's, in we agnostics, because of those prior chapters, we discover that lack of power is our dilemma. And if lack of power is my dilemma, then I'm going to need a power. And by studying those chapters, the big book is creating a crisis. There should be anxiety going on. I've come to the conclusion I'm powerless. I've come to the conclusion I need a power. And those two conclusions propel me to the idea of making a decision. And if you look at all that information, no wonder when someone started me out in the chapter how it works, I would hem and haw and balk because I did not have the information that was prior to this chapter. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? This is Jason. <clears throat> Melissa C. Melissa C. Anyone else? Reva P. Reva P. Anyone else? Alice M. Janet. Right, I got you, Alice, too, and Janet, if we can get that far. Okay, let's start with Jason P. Good morning, Jason. Jason, are you still with us? Well, then we'll just Sorry. jump right into... Oh, that. you're there. I'm okay. Here. I'm here. The, uh, the phone muted on its own, so um, I'm back. So... Hello, my fellow visionaries. This is Jason P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Vermont. Uh, this is actually the very first time that I'm able to announce that I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm just so grateful for that. I'm grateful to everybody on this line. I, I hear your shares every day. And, uh, you know, I've been listening to this line for a couple of years now. And, uh, you know, each of you has just had such a profound impact on my recovery. So, so much deep gratitude to, to each and every person that comes to this, this call every morning. Um, these, uh, this paragraph has a very special significance to me. You know, um, yes, I was alcoholic and could not manage my life. My life was plagued with anger, resentment, shame, isolation, fear, loneliness, deep depression. You know, my life was completely unmanageable. It was a financial wreck. You know, I, I harmed all of the relationships that basically I've ever had. And, uh, you know, it was just, I, I was a walking resentment. I was a walking calamity. And, um, you know, through, through working the steps thoroughly and through working this program thoroughly, um, I, I realized that, you know, I was completely powerless, which is step B here. I, I couldn't do this on my own. You know, my human will, my human power left me, uh, left my life completely, unmanage uh, completely unmanageable. Um, so there, there was no human power, myself included, that could relieve my addiction. And, and really prior to thoroughly working these steps, I still always believed you know, deep down inside that, that I could do it, 
um, that it was up to me. And, and I, you know, my grandiose thinking just kind of put me up on a pedestal thinking that I could, I, you know, I could self-will my way through it. And then, and then the miracle, uh, step C, that God could and would if God were sought. You know, so by working these steps thoroughly, I, I came to, um, you know, I came to believe and realize, you know, it's more than the belief. The, the steps helped me to really realize and integrate into my life the fact that God does help me. And, you know, coming out of the steps, you know, so much uh, gratitude to my sponsor for, you know, her thoroughly walking me through the steps um, so skillfully that, that God could and would if he were sought, you know, now, you know, by, so, by this amazing miracle, I, I have a daily contact with, with my higher power, with God. You know, I, you know, yesterday I was walking my dog and, uh, you know, it, it, I had this moment of pure connection that I could just feel, you know, the sun coming down upon me and, and uh, you know, it was like there was no separation between, between me and the entire universe. And uh, that was just such a magnificent feeling to just connect with that greater spirit that just uh, envelopes my entire life every moment of every day, whether or not I'm aware of it. You know, I'm being held by this, this higher power. And I have a daily communion, a daily contact every single morning, you know, an hour of prayer and meditation and journaling and connecting with my higher power before I even get on this call in the morning. So all of these, all of these things are just, such a miracle of, uh, you know, the miracle of me working this program. And, and I'm just so grateful to everybody on this line. Thank you for allowing me to share. With that, I pass. Thank you, Jason P. Melissa C. Hi, this is Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. And, um, you know, I first that um, my life was unmanageable. You know, I really, I needed to um, get that point across and that it wasn't just, um, I was tense, you know, for a while. That was my belief. And so um, losing weight should have been enough to make my life manageable again. Um, So first, that was like the first thing that I really had to come to understand, that it was not just my weight, uh, but it was me. And then, um, and then the next part was that I was never going to be able to get control of it, nor was I um, ever going to find the answer in another person, whether that's nutritional knowledge or um, some, you know, self-help, that there was no human-based solution um, to this problem, that it was way bigger than just another person. And, um, you know, and before I could take those two things um, and, and really understand those two, I had to try a lot on my own and try a lot of diets. Um, and, and I also had to um, become extremely desperate and then put the food down because um, I've not been able to, you know, I hear people who say, you know, they, they begin to work the steps and then they get abstinent. That's not what happens for me. I couldn't do anything authentically or honestly until I could put the food down and, and actually feel the pain and the crushing, you know, powerlessness of me and my and my compulsion. 
And um, and then the next part, you know, three or C, is that God could and would if he was thought. And that is mind-blowing because I thought that it was um, that I needed to first understand what God was. And that's not what it says. It just says thought. And so all I had to do was become willing to speak. And how do I speak? Well, I speak through working the steps. And that's where my um, powerlessness turns from powerlessness to um, I'm not helpless. You know, I'm powerless, but there is an action that I can take. And that's me seeking. And that means I have to meditate daily. I have to get up. I have to read. I have to write. I have to listen to this line. I have to hear, you know, the message that God is sending to me through all of you um, who are working the program alongside me. And that's work. Um, but, I, you know, as I do it, I'm being recovered. And, and I want to do it. It turns from work to joy. Um, and that all that was required for me was to seek, was the desire um, to meet God wherever, wherever he is. And, um, you know, and now I'm having recovery as a result. And it's not from any human being, um, you know, and that, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa C. And it looks like we will have time for two more shares. Please be mindful of the suggested three minutes uh, maximum time sharing. And Reva P., you're next. Hi, this is Reva P. Hello, this is Betty Ann H. from New York. I'd Oops. like to share. Hi, Betty Ann H. We have um, a couple of other people in line, and that will take us to the end of the meeting. Please stay around to the second meeting and share then. Thank you. Thanks, Betty Ann. Hi, Reva. Hi, this is Reva P. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Yes. Um, first of all, I am so grateful for this meeting. I've been in program a very long time, and I just find that it rejuvenates um, my program, and the book book has just come alive. So I'm calling from Toronto, Canada, and I wanted to share that for me, the A part was easy. The B part, I sort of knew I was chasing people within and outside OA, and nobody could do for me what I uh, truly needed. And C sort of baffled me, like, how do I find this higher power? And when I heard people talking about meditating for a half an hour, an hour in the morning, um, I could not get quiet for like a minute. My head, my body was so busy, busy with the food and counting calories and what did I eat, didn't I eat, should I eat, shouldn't I eat, could I eat, couldn't I eat, um, and just active in one way or another, all the time. Um, so for me, I needed to keep it really simple because I was baffled with how do I seek God. So yes, I started working the steps. That was a definite. But I also know even today, all I need to do is stop. All I need to do is pause. And it says somewhere in the little red book, 30 seconds is enough. And when I pause, then all I need to do is ask. God, what do you think? God, what do I do now? Do I go? Do I not go? And it's not just with the food. It's with everything. 
And my tendency is to just go, 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 and try harder. So um, for me, I need to remember to keep it simple. Pause just a few seconds. For me, the first meditation was sitting still for two minutes. That's all I could handle. Um, And it became more and more. Um, So I don't have to be in a nirvana place of, you know, being this guru yogi um, to seek God. It can just be very simple. Stop pause and ask something else, somebody else um, that takes me to a a power greater than myself. Thank you. Thank you, Reva P. And Alice M., you'll be our last share for today. And I do acknowledge Janice M. being in line as well. Hopefully, Janice, you can stay for the next hour to share with us your experience, strength, and hope. Hi, Alice. Good morning. This is Alice, a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic from Florida. Um, um, a, I got it. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to sit and ponder. You know, was I um, compulsive overeater and bulimic, and, and was my life unmanageable? That one's a given. Um, B, that probably no human power could have removed our alcoholism. And I love it that Bill put in probably. And on the line the other day, I heard someone um, misquoted as saying um, that no human power. There's a probably in there. So he wasn't saying, using a definitive, no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. Um, you know, you know, he, it was probably, you know, it wasn't his experience. It wasn't most of the earliest people's experience, um, human power. But, um, but some might experience that. And for me, I see it as, um, for me as a secular atheist person, that probably my own human power cannot relieve my alcoholism. I'm pretty convinced that on my own I can't do this. Um, alone, I'm weak, and together in this fellowship, in this tribe, you know, I'm I'm strengthened. Um, as you know, as I say, you know, I say I'm an atheist. I qualify as that, but that doesn't mean I'm that doesn't mean I'm a non-believer. Um, you know, I believe in lots of things. I believe in this incredible power of the fellowship. Um, I believe in humanity, humans, I guess, in the goodness of people another human power, you know, and in the capacity, this innate capacity we have to make positive changes. So is that human power? Uh, Maybe, you know, maybe. Um, My experience, and we all have our own, is that the strength from humans, this is my experience, the strength of humans has carried me and continues to carry me. So, you know, thank you, Bill, for using that word probably in there, saying that, you know, he doesn't know at all, you know, and, and you know, we know just a little, you know, he says. Um, but, but um, you know, that the next one, see, that God could and would if he were sought. You know, and, and to me, that, that, it's, that this way of life, this transformative process of working the steps, um, the rewiring of my thinking by practicing new behaviors and it's, you know, it's by practicing the principles until they become natural behaviors for me. Um, that if I seek to make these changes, I can have the psychic change necessary to live a sustained, you know, maintain recovered, a recovered life. So that's how, you know, that's what it means to me. And, um, I've, I've said this part, you know, the 630, whatever word passage so many times until it's committed to memory, but, when I look at it, you know, I just you know that no, probably no human power. Um, for me, I just look at that as, you know, uh, my power on my own. And maybe not one human being, but 
this fellowship um, is, you know, is my higher power. You know, it just it's just amazing for me. Um, and and recovery is there if I seek it, if any of us seek it, if we're willing to make um, make changes. Uh, and I pass with that. Thank you. Thank you, Alice M. And thank you to everyone that shared today. That does bring us to the close of this recorded meeting. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, and we'll follow that with a serenity prayer. And I will ask Terry H., please, to read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Mel, for your service. Good morning, Vision for You. Terry H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maine. Our book is meant to be suggested only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in the morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own health is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.